G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode is going to be our final episode of our glute building series. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, make sure you go listen to them. Um, I think we've done five or six um, the last week or so. And they cover, I guess, quite a diverse range of factors that influence your ability to build your glutes, which is obviously what a lot of you want. And building glutes is not always just obviously one thing. It's not just about your technique. It's not just about one magic exercise. It's not just about um, genetics and all these things. All these components kind of put together allow you to get a little bit better over time, a little bit better over time, and it kind of compounds. So despite kind of what social media makes you believe where it's like, oh, this one exercise you're not doing is the key to all of a sudden growing glutes. It doesn't work like that. If you've been growing or training for five, six years and you're doing all the big basics exercises and getting stronger and eating and your glutes aren't massive, I can strongly assure you that just adding in this one exercise, which probably isn't that special because you would have been doing it already, um, is not going to be the trigger solely for growing your glutes all of a sudden. So again, it's little by little doing the right things well. So today's episode to end our glute series, I want to really center around the one aspect so many people don't want to do to grow glutes. And, you know, I can talk about technique. I can talk about exercise selection. I can talk about um, following a training program. I can talk all about that fun stuff and getting stronger. But probably the real driver of growth for a majority of people um, outside all those basics is just going to be actually getting out of a calorie deficit, eating more. And people go, oh, cool. All right. I heard this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Eat more. But they just don't fucking do it. And it's what's frustrating is that I get a lot of DMs and stuff like that and about programming and people's results or, you know, when they come to me and time and time again, it's, well, I do all those exercises, Mark, and my glutes don't grow. It's like, okay, um, how long did you, have you been spending in a surplus? And then they just go quiet and they don't say anything. So it's like, well, hey, do these five exercises to help grow your glutes. And it's always met with hostility and negativity and victim kind of mindsets of, well, I've been training for three years and I haven't grown my glutes and I got stronger and they still didn't grow. So what you're saying is not true. Okay. How many months have you been spending in a, in a surplus the last six months? Six? Have you been in a surplus the last nine months? No. Exactly. So stop being negative on yourself and thinking you can't do it. You can, but you're missing a very vital key ingredient which is actually fueling your great training sessions with calories to allow you to grow. Resistance training is amazing, but it's kind of like that yin and yang, you know, it's a partnership between resistance training and calories. Just like if you just ate and didn't resistance train, would you build muscle? No, you'd probably just add a lot of body fat. Whereas if you just resistance train on super low calories, will you build some muscle initially as a beginner? Yeah. Will you maybe prevent muscle loss in a calorie deficit? Yeah. Are you going to build your dream physique? No. And here's the thing, right? It's just like this is the aspect that is probably going to do more for 95% of you who listen to me, yet 
90% of the people probably won't go do it. And that is spend six, nine, 12 months in a build phase, getting out of a calorie deficit and devoting months and months to a build. And you can, you can say this just so you know, guys, it's not just glutes. Okay. This is a carryover to a guy trying to build his arms or chest or women trying to build their quads or shoulders or whatever. It all has the same carryover effect, but I do really believe that obviously I've trained a lot of men. I've trained a lot of women. Guys obviously are much more prone to happily spending months in a build, whereas I find working with a lot of women, obviously there's so many, so much pressure and people being negative fuckers to women online when they don't look as shredded. So I get that it's quite hard for a lot of you to get out of a calorie deficit, but it's so important if you really want to um, build your dream physique. Okay. So a lot of aspects I've seen is you're doing so many things well, but you're just not providing that spark to ignite further the growth. And so the way I want you to look at it is sit down and actually think, you know, while you're listening to this or walking or whatever and think, where am I at with my physique? Am I happy? If I'm not happy, say with my muscle mass and my shape or the size of my glutes, et cetera, really try to identify how long have you been in a building phase? Well, a lot of you probably haven't been in a building phase. A lot of you probably haven't spent, or if you have, it's been a little bit. And then try to think like this. Okay. So let's say you're in a deficit for a year and then you did a build for two months and now you're back in a deficit again. And then you go, well, I did a build. No, you've spent 90% of your last couple of years in a deficit. No, that's not either a building phase either. So this is the big thing I want everyone to take away is that building phases should be probably the predominant portion of your lifting um, phases. It shouldn't be predominantly calorie deficit phases. Like when I'm training a client, we try to spend six, nine, 12 months a year in a building phase. And then when we need to get lean, we'll pull the trigger and might go a hard six week cut or a 12 week cut for like a just a body composition transformation, or if they want to do a comp prep, maybe 18 weeks, 20 weeks. And guess what? Then we get the calories back up after. It's large majority of the time is going to be on high calories out of a deficit. Whereas most people, it's the exact opposite. And this is why they don't get the results they want. It's I spend, you know, nine months of the year trying to be on low calories. Oh, well, okay. I, I'm going to do a build for eight weeks on challenge. Right, I did a build for eight weeks. Now I'm going to go back to low calories. You're not going to get any results like that, people. Like, I, And I mean this in such a good way, like a positive way, because you're literally, if I want to use like another analogy, it's kind of like, all right, well, I, I've been overweight. I want to lose 20 kilos. Well, I ate a salad for two weeks. And now I'm going to go back to being um, eating in a big surplus and eating whatever. Well, cool. You ate a salad for two weeks, which is something like I often do. Um, and then you go back to doing what your main habits were, which is being in a surplus. Are you going to be noticeably leaner? No. Even though you did two great weeks of calorie deficit, it doesn't matter. Like small positives done for a very, very short time don't lead to really any changes. It's those small little things you do but for long periods of time where you get those changes. And I just want you to think, all right, well, if I'm training my glutes, I'm lifting heavy, I'm doing all these things, but am I actually doing the, the, the absolute essential partnership to trying to lift and get stronger and 
providing my body with calories? Am I doing this for a long period of time? So if you're not where you want to be with your glute gains and you're always feeling like they're not growing, then I challenge you to go spend nine months in a build phase, nine, 12 months, literally not eight weeks, not 12 weeks, not 16 weeks. Cause I can guarantee you for the 99% of you who don't have insane genetics where we can look at a weight and grow, you're going to need to go above and beyond. You're going to need to do more than you think. If, if there's a minimum level and then a, like a high range level of, of effort or range of time frame in a surplus, go above and beyond the high range. Don't always just go for the, all right, I can do a build. I've heard someone say eight weeks minimum. So I'm going to do eight weeks. No, that's like the worst, 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 worst case minimum. Like ideally, I always want to be doing 16 weeks minimum because it takes such time to actually make noticeable changes. And let's say even you do eight weeks of a build, you put on a tiny bit of muscle, then often you just lose that muscle again when you go back into a calorie deficit because you always do tend to lose a tiny bit of muscle in a deficit. So for you to actually keep the majority of your muscle mass that you gain, you obviously need to put on considerable amount of muscle mass. So let's say you put on, um, let's say you lose half a kilo of muscle mass when you do a diet, a cut phase. So if you only have eight weeks and you put on a half a kilo of muscle mass, you're probably going to lose that half a kilo again. Whereas if you do say a year of build and you put on six kilos of muscle mass, five, six kilos, I forget, whatever it is, um, let's say you put five kilos of muscle mass on and then you lose a kilo of muscle mass in a cut where you get super lean. Yes, you lost a kilo of fat of, of muscle mass, but you're still net four kilos more muscle mass, which is huge because you put on a large amount of muscle mass. So even if you lose some muscle mass, you're still a net positive, a large net positive. But again, if you give yourself only eight, 10 weeks, where you can only put on a small amount of muscle mass, then when you inevitably do lose a little bit of muscle mass by being in a calorie deficit to get lean, you're basically just in the same place. And this is what I always see. I see people go, all right, I'm going to spend 20 weeks in a deficit. Then I'm going to do an eight-week build. Then 20 weeks in a deficit. Then an eight-week build. Then a 16-week deficit. Then an eight-week build. It's like, well, yeah, but I'm always going back to on a, into a build as well. I'm like, yeah, but you're still, from a standpoint, much more of a percentage standpoint in a deficit and you're also doing the absolute bare minimum time frame to be in a build. So this is why at the end of the year of saying doing eight-week build, 16-week cut, eight-week build, 16-week cut, et cetera, et cetera, you're in the exact same place because your builds haven't been sufficient to actually gain the muscle mass you need. And from a percentage standpoint, you've spent so much more time in a deficit than a build. So when I work with my clients, guys, we always want to be spending majority of the time in a surplus, being out of a deficit. Then when we need a diet, we go into a deficit and do it really, really well. We get the result. And as soon as we reach our kind of goal weight, it's then bending our calories up and up and up. It's like, let's get there. And then let's try to build the calories up so we can maintain there and then slowly enter into back into a surplus. Now, I'm not saying all of you have to go do these giant surpluses. A lot of people, um, I think would just do really, really well just being at maintenance, okay? So if you're so petrified of putting on some weight in the quest to grow your glutes, go spend a couple of months at least at maintenance and you're going to probably transition more um, more easily from the mental rigors of eating more just by being at maintenance and get a lot out of that, okay? But I can do all these amazing training programs. I can do glute coach. I can do bikini body and all that stuff. 
and I can educate people on all these training programs and methods and exercise techniques and stuff like that. But basically it's kind of like trying to have a fight with one hand tied behind your back. If you're always doing all those training techniques on low calories. Okay. So my big thing is technique matters. Training intensity matters. Training programming, high quality programming matters. High quality exercise selection matters. Understanding that genetics, everyone's going to have different shapes and looks to their body structure. That matters. But that also is then heavily influenced by what you're going to be doing, your calories. Do you provide your body the environment to be more anabolic? So when we're utilizing our calories, our food, when we create a deficit, we're creating a catabolic environment. When we create a surplus, we're creating a more anabolic environment. So anabolic, grow, catabolic, break down. And so if you're constantly trying to grow your glutes and build these epic glutes like the people you look up to, but always in a catabolic environment, just think of it like that. I'm literally creating an environment in my body which is prone to being loss, loss of muscle, loss of body fat. That's a catabolic environment. That's a cal calorie deficit. But my goal is to have an anabolic response. I want to grow my glutes. So do you see how if your training is quest for anabolism, anabolic, but your calories are in a catabolic state, how that is not matching up for your training goals of growing. So you're, grow you're training to grow, but you're not eating to grow. So that's the big thing. Once you start matching up the training of being anabolic we've got we're trying to grow with calories to grow then good things really start to happen because it's, it starts to become having everything in synergy you're training to be anabolic you're eating to be anabolic then one plus one equals two i think so that's where we start to get good things happen but muscle building as i keep saying is a slow process so please try to think of it as, all right, let's not just do the bare minimum of eight to 12 weeks in a build phase. Let's go longer. Let's do longer. Don't always think, all right, what's the bare minimum I can do? What can I do more? Of? What can I do better at? Um, how can I keep going? This is where the good things really, really happen. And you start to get comfortable as well. You start to get used to being a little bit heavier. You start to get used to not maybe being as lean. And it's okay. You realize as well, when you spend five, six months in a build, you start to realize none of your friends care. Most of your audience doesn't actually care if you put on a little bit of body fat. And as well, for all the trainers and the people who post content, you're actually inspiring to other people when you go, hey, look what I'm doing. I'm doing what's hard. I'm getting uncomfortable right now doing what most people don't want to do. And then guess what? You start to be looked at really favorably because people go, oh, wow, she's inspiring. He's inspiring. I want to be like that. He's thinking long term. So guys, I guess in summary, so many factors matter to trying to build a great body. You know, it's just like when you're at school, you know, and you have different classes, you know, you have English, math, science, et cetera. In the end, you know, your grades of each class then give you kind of like a, a mark, an average at the end for all your classes kind of put together. And that's kind of a way I want you to think about training. All these things matter, but when you do say three things really well, but two things you're not doing that well, it then holds back the average of what you're going to expect. So once you start to do all these things well and not have any really weak links in where you're putting your efforts, then that's where that glute growth really happens. So guys, start to think long-term, start to think calories are your friend. 
when you're trying to really make noticeable gains. Okay. So if you're in a position where you're just saying, oh, my glutes just never grow, I can't do it. Sit back and think how long of the last, say one or two years have I spent in a surplus? Have I spent at least 75% of the last two years in a surplus? If not, then you haven't done anything from a standpoint of where you can say, oh, my genetics aren't there. I can't do it. I don't have the genetics to grow. Nothing works for me because I can tell you right now, you've literally spent 75% of the time of trying to grow your glutes in a catabolic environment of a calorie deficit. Okay. So start to think, how can I spend more time of the year, at least at maintenance or a small surplus? How can I devote more time in my year to bias more calories over spending majority of the year on low calories. And that's where the good things really happen. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the glute series. Um, I'm going to get back to obviously a bit more stuff, a bit more diverse next podcast episode. But if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and share guys to your social medias and tell people about the Coach Mark Carroll podcast if you found it helpful and if you've got clients. Make sure you send them these kind of podcast episodes because clients always find it valuable um, when they hear these kind of things and it helps you kind of drill in what you're kind of saying about why they're doing certain things. And as everyone, as always, guys, if you want to use my programs, please go check out my programs on coachmarkcarroll.com. Your Glute Coach or Building the Bikini Body Series are just elite programs for trying to grow your best physiques. And um, the difference between Bikini and Glute Coach is primarily the education. Bikini has got a lot more education around total training, nutrition, and all that stuff, whereas Glute Coach has more, obviously, extensive education just around glutes. But both are kind of the same level of training programs, guys. So if you haven't done one of my programs, go invest in them. And if you have started, work through them, guys. Spend um, a long time sticking at it. Do the complete bikini series. Join the bikini subscription. Do the full glute coach series. You name it. But that's what my clients do. And that's why I always put out these results on social media. People are like, oh, wow. And I always say these take time. They're not working with me for eight weeks. They're working with me for one, two, three years. So start a program, finish it, and then work through your series and keep getting better and better. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.